All You Need to Know, the Bloomberg Quint podcast that prepares you for the day's business. Good morning. This is the Daily Morning Update from Bloomberg Quint and I'm Alex Matthew. Here's everything you need to know at the start of your week. Today is the 22nd of October. The Committee of Creditors tasked with the resolution process of SR Steel has picked Arcelor Mittal as the preferred bidder for the insolvent asset. The final bid price will be negotiated over the weeks to come, according to the Luxembourg company who said this in a statement. HDFC Bank's second quarter results met estimates with net profit rising a little over 20% year-on-year to 5,005.7 crore rupees. And speaking about banks, data has shown that mutual funds' holdings of bank stocks declined by over 21,600 crore rupees to 1.88 lakh crore in September, driven by the correction that you've seen in the equity markets. India's foreign exchange reserve saw the steepest weekly fall in nearly seven years in the week to October 12 as the central bank stepped in to slow the fall in the rupee. Forex reserves fell by $5.14 billion during that week, taking it to $394.46 billion compared to the peak of $426 billion in April. The GST Council Secretariat has asked six states, including Delhi, Madhya Pradesh and Punjab and the Union Territory of Puducherry, to set up appellate authorities to enable aggrieved entities to file appeals against orders of the authority for advanced rulings. Petrol and diesel prices were cut for the fourth straight day on Sunday on softening international oil prices. The price of petrol was cut by 25 paise a litre and diesel by 17 paise. In Mumbai, petrol is now sold for 87.2 per litre and diesel at 78.82. In international news, Saudi Arabia's evolving account of the death of journalist Jamal Khashoggi, which the kingdom's foreign minister on Sunday cast as a tremendous mistake perpetrated by a rogue operation, has elicited scepticism from officials in the US and its allies as they weigh how to respond. France demanded more information, while Germany put arms sales to the oil-rich nation on hold. U.S. Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin is open to changing how the U.S. determines which nations are manipulating their currencies, a move that could give Trump the chance to officially brand China a foreign exchange rate manipulator as he seeks leverage to redefine trade terms between the world's largest economies. Meanwhile, Chinese President Xi Jinping has vowed unwavering support for the country's private sector, the latest response from Beijing to concern over the outlook for the economy. In a statement, he said that supporting the development of private enterprises was the party central committee's consistent policy. The remarks come after top officials moved to shore up confidence with a rare show of coordinated comments on Friday. In the week ahead, you have the European Central Bank meeting on Thursday as policymakers begin to scale back asset purchases. Saudi Arabia's Davos in the desert kicks off amid an exodus of many movers and shakers following the death of journalist Jamal Khashoggi. And it's a mega week for tech earnings in the US with Amazon, Alphabet, Microsoft and Intel all due to report. In international markets, Asian stocks declined at the open on Monday alongside U.S. futures as investors focused on whether a recovery in China on Friday can be sustained amid calls for calm from the country's top finance officials. The dollar slipped and the yen edged higher. 
The Nikkei in Japan and the Australian benchmark were both lower by eight-tenths of a percent, while the Kospi had lost 0.6% last I checked. It's now over to Darshan Mehta. Morning Darshan, how are the Indian equities looking at the start of the week? Hi Alex, good morning, good morning everyone. The SCX Nifty is currently indicating a negative outlook for our markets. But again, lots of numbers. Among the Nifty companies, Asian Paints will report numbers. But among the smaller mid-cap companies, Canfin Homes, Glaxo Pharma, Hindustan Zinc, Inox Leisure, Jubilant Life Sciences, Obra Realty, Wellspun India are all the companies that will report numbers. In terms of results declared after market hours and on Saturday, HDFC Bank reported numbers which met analysts estimates. NII grew 21%, net profit grew 21%, NIMS at 4.3% versus 4.2%, QOQ and very, very stable asset quality. Persistent system, the revenue was up just uh, 0.2%, EBIT margins at 12.4% versus 11.9% and profit grew just 0.9%. So slightly uh, muted set of numbers from persistent system. SBI Life Insurance net premium income grew 42%, total income was up 25% and profit was up 11%. And the other insurance company that was ICICI Lombard, the gross premium income was up 12%, premium income was up 23% and profit up 43%. So pretty strong numbers coming in from the insurers. ICICI Security disappointed, revenues was just up half a percent, EBIT margins at at up uh, up 2% and EBIT margins at 47.3% and profit moved up just 2.5%. Bansali Engineer Polymers revenues were up 41%, but uh, as far as margins are concerned, uh, EBITDA was down 27%, which means EBITDA margins of 7.9% versus 15%, and profit was down almost 33%, so weak set of numbers coming there. The big uh, clarification that came in from Piramal Enterprises, the company refused to have any loan exposures to developers like Eristo, Nahar, Supertech, Radius and Amarpali. But developers like Lodha, Omkar, Vatika and Embassy are part of the lending portfolio but have never defaulted on any interest or repayment obligation according to the company's statement. Biocon and Mylan announced positive CHMP opinion for Trust to Zumab. SH Kilkar has said that the company has undertaken price increase to partially offset higher raw material cost and they see revenue growth in core fragrance division to remain healthy. Shrey Infra dismisses reports of layoffs, says it's false and Jet Airways says that the reports of talks with Tata are speculative. Lots of bulk deals. Jasmine Capital sells in 85 lakh shares in Devan Housing. William Blair Emerging Market Fund sells in 25 lakh shares in India Bulls Housing Finance. Tayo Greater India Fund sells 4.3 lakh shares in Repco Home Finance. And Akash Bansali buys in 55 lakh shares in Sudarshan Chemicals. DIC is the seller. And in terms of corporate action, DEN Networks is now part of the ASM framework. But there's much more you need to know before trade actually starts. For that, log on to our website, bloomberquin.com and Click on the All You Need to Know tab and you'll be prepared for morning trade. Thanks, Darshan. Well, that should set you up nicely for the week ahead. For all the live market action and coverage of all the important updates in the world of business, do log on to the website BloombergQuint.com. This is Alex Matthews signing off. Have a great day.